Yep. Yeah, I don't know what to do about my overall sound levels. They're not getting as high as they usually do. Uh-oh. But Fix it in post. That would be your job, <laughs> sir. I'll just run the, the LUFs module I downloaded, the plugin for it. I don't know what it does, but... <laughs> Let's find out. Because I can't hear a difference, but... <laughs> Apparently, if you flatten those enough, when you put it on Skype, not Skype, uh, iTunes, it sounds better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. According to the internet, at least. Okay. You believe everything you read on the internet. Everything. Always. Everything. Always. Everything. Hello and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis and today Chris, other Chris and I are finishing off our discussion about the book version of The Exorcist. So if you wanted the end to still be a surprise and you haven't finished reading the whole book, well, I would think your course of action to remedy that situation would be clear to you. Or if you're behind in your reading, little insider tip, you can probably skip straight ahead to part four to the meat of the exorcism itself and you'd probably still be just fine. Anyway, with the spoiler warnings and slacker hints out of the way, let's get back to my conversation with the Chris's already in progress. Indeed. I walked around the zoo today. What? You saw animals too? Yeah. What? Yeah, we went to the North Carolina Zoo in Asheboro, which is like an hour away. And it's really huge. What kind of animals did you see? Uh, Well, they have two sections. They have North America and Africa. With a little bit of a desert in between, but most of the desert habitat was closed because of COVID. Okay. They don't want all of us, yo- us yahoos getting in a small space and taking our masks off. But uh, I, I saw some alligators and some bears. I saw, let's see, gorillas, chimps, flamingos, lions, wow. elephants, giraffes, zebras. It's pretty good. Polar bears. Yeah. I would have gotten to see more. Yeah, the highlights, for yeah. sure. But it's really big. It's like the whole circuit you can do, which I never walk back the whole way. We take the little tram thing. But it's five miles of trails and shit, of like walking path. It's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not... It's, mm-hmm. Like, we got it all done in like maybe four hours. So that was good. Oh, okay. We went last year, too. So I see. I saw some of the stuff that's closed last year. But yeah. it would have been nice to go into the desert because over the the closure period they have these like little sand cats or something like that. They're these little desert cats that are really feisty. Sad sand, cats? like desert sand. cats or something. <laughs> okay. And uh, they had a baby, which was pretty unusual. They don't usually breed in captivity very easily, but no one can see the mm. babies because you know it's closed. <laughs> oh, but Uh-oh. it's pretty good. I saw I saw an elk and a buffalo. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's my excitement for the day. That's pretty cool. Were they together? 
They were not together. They were in separate areas. Where'd you get no. to see them? At a park. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh. Pretty good. I uh, I saw my cat. Yeah. And yesterday oh, yeah. we saw a Roadrunner. Nice. I like the pictures of that. That was yeah. crazy. Right. <laughs> he wasn't on the road. He was just outside the window. <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> Just chilling. Just chilling. How do I get you to be better? Me? No, oh, maybe I fuck with this. Fuck with this. I nope, am that's on my end. Sincerely disappointed. Neither of you have taken my spooky movie Kahoot yet. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll do that. What? Okay. <clears throat> I posted a new Kahoot quiz. Oh. On spooky movies, because I made it for my team for our Friday. Is it on here somewhere? Or whatever. Mm. Oh, there it is. Well, don't take it now. I see it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It won't take me a few minutes. That's take for later. later. Okay. That's for later. all the questions. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to send it to Sharon, too. You will. Maybe it's just quick time. I don't get when I'm still looking at my microphone thing. I'm in my settings. Could just and be my input level on my computer is doing pretty good. It's set for all the way up, though, so I can't really adjust it anymore. Well, that's all right. But, and the other shit. Yeah, as long not. as you're getting decent bars, I can tweak it. Okay. Yep. It looks pretty okay on my QuickTime. It's just a little quieter than it usually is. But yeah, I think hopefully... Well, maybe that's okay. Hopefully you'll be able to work with it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I can lower your gait just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> is that important? I have no idea. Not really. Okay. <laughs> it sounds a little weird if I have to put it too high. Yeah. Cause it sounds like you're muting yourself halfway through if I have to clip you, but And you anyway. and you can hear me okay right now for talking. Yeah. Okay. I sure can. Well, that's the important part. So off so off the record, like did you read? Uh I took your guys' advice and starting at nine thirty okay. I read section four. <laughs> So I got that uh, finished. So it's fresh in yeah. mind. Fresh in mind. There you go. I meant to start earlier, but I didn't. Yeah. And I ended up yeah. watching Safe House with my roommate while reading the news. <laughs> so. Uh huh. But I got to that. I got through oh. the exorcism. I kind of tried to skim a little bit of the stuff. So I've gotten about yeah. halfway through section three on the audiobook the other day. Uh-huh. But I wasn't able to finish that part. I still have like an hour left of that two hour long there is so goddamn much yeah. in section three yeah so i'm a little light like, on that stuff but it was fine but i wondered if there was a better way they could have done this like, yes they could have been mm-hmm. like a few like 20 pages of Karis trying to figure out if you should do the exorcism and then bam section four so <laughs> Should have been like, I probably should, right? Like, okay. Yeah, you have enough evidence. This <laughs> little girl's talking to you about shit that no one else would know, basically. Uh huh. Oh, man. And farting. That was mm-hmm. one, one of my one of favorite things about this book. Uh-huh. One, of my, one of my absolute favorite things is how they're like explaining it away as though, oh, it might not be a real uh, demonic possession. She could just be reading our minds. Oh, you know, like you do. <laughs> as as though that's like a normal, explainable yep. phenomenon. Right. Uh-huh. 
And they they talk about it as though it's like, oh, yeah, all the psychology journals agree that mind reading is a <laughs> well, thing. they did back then. Uh-huh. I was just going to say it's the 60s. And like... In another decade, they were going to do the men staring at goats things. So... <laughs> but I mean, I, I just love how that... Yeah, like regular old mind reading. That's how she's able to speak Latin so Correct. well. That's it. It's all <laughs> right. the mystery, right? I I had that same note, and I decided, well, okay, we're alternate universe. That was our clue. Like, this doesn't happen. <laughs> this is an alternate universe where, like, poltergeist activity and mind reading are like, okay, just cranky teenager. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely not demonic possession. Right, right. It's going to turn out that he actually, it wasn't Georgetown, it was Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like the Golden Compass worlds. They're like, oh, hey, it's a different universe. Mm-hmm. Right next door. Right. There you go. It's infinite Earths. Yeah. And this is one where, yeah, crazy shit is just commonplace oh. where pastor or priest is like, yep. Okay. Yeah, totally. Sadly, that doesn't prove the demonic presence. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I couldn't help wondering if, like, the section two was just like, well, science has failed. Mm-hmm. Let's try all the different science and not find anything. And then section three was like, well, the this may, well, probably not possession. Mm-hmm. Here's all of these proofs I'm going to deny. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, they could maybe done that in sort of parallel, because they ended up being like, you should see a psychiatrist. No, you should see a priest. Yep. No, he should be in a hospital. Right. No, she needs an exorcism. Yep. Like, I, got, I get the, the point I think they're trying to make, but maybe they could have done it more quickly. Could have streamlined <laughs> it a little so. bit. Streamlined it maybe I think a little bit. could have yeah. done that. Yeah. But, uh, but overall, how did you find the last half, really, of the book? Oh, that's good. Yeah, aside aside from the one section being a little bit long, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was enjoyable. Yeah, a little surprise mm-hmm. towards the end that I wasn't expecting, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Which surprise? The movie date. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, yes, that is the no. one. Oh no, not really. It's going to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship, yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or the other one. The other one. The main one. Yeah. Okay, the main. It's one. like it's like the beginning of a joke, though. Like the Jewish detective and a priest walk into a movie theater, <laughs> right? Arm in arm, in fact. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I generally agree. Like there were parts in the third section where I'm like, uh, this is boring now. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was an, uh, part of that was me like also taking way too many notes. And so mm-hmm. slowing down the reading, like the first two parts I felt zipped right by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like interesting and creepy and like what's going to happen. And then the third part just felt very stalled out. Like, right. yeah, the first chapter of the third part. Yeah. Especially like I, I found myself like, reading it more quickly uh-huh you know like impatient to get through it i think right right and well it does the it did the thing that some horror movies do for me too where it's like okay well here's the demon thing and we're just gonna mm-hmm. sit with it and it's not really doing much mm-hmm. 
you know that's not as interesting anymore like you've you've played too much of your hand right yeah it was much less creepy in this section even though i guess more uh paranormal shit was happening yeah little girl following you around and licking your ankles creepy yeah Mm -hmm. little girl speaking latin less creepy right (laughs) that's just weird that's just weird okay we can deal with that yeah a little off-putting but just weird that's just again run-of-the-mill mind reading. <laughs> yeah, you know, totally normal. Like you do. Nothing special about that. <laughs> Every preteen girl does that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but I, I came back around to it at the end. Like, uh, and maybe this is what it was supposed. Maybe this was the effect they were trying to have. Is that the book beat me the fuck down? Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. having to live in the house with a possessed person would beat you down like everyone oh, else yeah. around her. Uh-huh. But then when, you know, Father Marin shows up, I'm like, oh, yes, something is going to happen. Finally, finally some relief. Finally. You got, you got the same relief as all of the other characters yes. like, right God at that moment. It. Yes, someone's going to make a fucking decision. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is going to happen finally. Right. But So, yeah, I, wa- I wondered if I suffered from having the 40th anniversary expanded edition. I don't know. Like, maybe I wouldn't have liked the regular one first. Maybe. A little better. That'd but. be interesting, because I have that the same version, so... Maybe our yeah. beleaguered long section isn't as long in the original version. I don't know. Because the other thing was, I don't know who the extra character was. Like, who do you take out of this? Did we all read the 40th anniversary version of it? Maybe. I, I feel like we must have. Because that's yeah. what mine... That's mine. Yeah, that's the one yep. I have. Chris has got the same. I guess we all did. Yeah, I forgot there is an extra character. Maybe that guy that shows up when he's like asleep. Maybe. And has a warning that doesn't land anywhere. Maybe that was that, the extra yeah, guy. I'm like, that might have been it. Because <laughs> it couldn't have been Father Marin. No, or Father Marin's Detective Kinderman. Definitely in that. Uh, I don't think it could have been Father Dry- Dyer. Probably not. Or Sharon. Maybe it was Willie. It's gotta be Willie. <laughs> maybe it was that uh that kinda lonely priest. Yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, maybe it was. Or I don't know. Elvira's boyfriend. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> the first version. He didn't yell at her from I don't know. Yeah, um I also was maybe maybe again this was intentional, but I kept waiting for there to be a mystery that was solved instead of just being like, well, then they, they got the demon out of there. Yeah. It's like, there's the warning, like, well, don't trust Sharon or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, stay away from her. And it seemed like plenty of clues to be like, well, here's what really happened. I think I talked about it one of the last times we recorded. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's going to turn out she had some like terrible abuse that happened. And so she slipped into this like fugue state. And has just been playing this up as the way to control it. Like, actually having her guilt, hysteria, or whatever. But but no. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I mean, I the so. again, with, with the book downplaying the, the presence of, like, paranormal phenomena. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the mind reading and the bed moving. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. Right. Like it it felt at times 
where it could go either way. Like, I thought that's where it was going to end up, where it's like, well, make your own decision. Like, do you believe it was a demon and that she got exercised, or was it really just that she got the attention and that she needed from the medicine or whatever? Mm-hmm. But no, no, it's a demon. No, it was definitely the demon. <laughs> yeah. No, no ambiguity <laughs> left there. And they brute forced it out of her. They're like, all right, fuck her. Yeah, because, I mean, mm-hmm. that's really... They didn't really finish an exorcism. I don't like, know. Well, maybe they did. No, there's, like, other shit and stuff that comes to completion, usually. The whole ritual stuff. But maybe they kept just had kept repeating the same thing until it finally works. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I know. feel like they didn't I don't finish know. Yeah, it. That was, that was what they... They they were at it for multiple yeah. days. It sounded like. I guess like. too. That's why yeah. this is called the Exorcist and not the Exorcism, because it's about mm. the people involved and not the actual ritual itself. It's about right. one guy who's on four pages. There you go. <laughs> shows up in the prologue and shows up again in the last yeah. section, and then oh, and then fucking dies. So apparently, Blatty. <laughs> and they named the book after him. Apparently, Blatty yep. po- polished up the dialogue and the prose in this edition. Oh, okay. He's like, first time around, I never had the time, meaning funds, to do a second draft. And this finally is it. With yeah. 40 years to think about it, a few little changes were inevitable. Plus one new character and a totally new, very spooky scene. Ooh. Which scene? Tell me who it is. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ghost Priest in his dreams. Probably. Ghost Priest. That makes sense. With the Galois cigarettes. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's gotta be him. Gotta. Because he lifts right out, and nothing happens based on what he says. Right. Yep. It's gotta be him. <laughs> anyway. Ghost Priest. <laughs> Should we get into some details? Because I got a fucking lot of them. Yeah, probably. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, just to remind everyone where we let off... There was, you know, stuff going on. <laughs> really horrible stuff that you don't want to do with your mother in the room, let alone to her. Oh. Uh, and, you know, head spinning and uh, Burke in Reagan saying, like, look what your daughter did to me in that. And then, you know, scream fainting. Mm-hmm. But when we come back to our story, Chris is meeting Father Karras on the Key Bridge walkway. Although she's not sure it's him at first, and bums a cigarette from him, which he's even nice enough to light for her when he notices her hands are trembling. Mm-hmm. But he did it like in a smooth way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, not oh, in like okay. a priest way. Yeah, in a priest way. Like, first of all, like I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Him smoking was a great character trait. Yes, <laughs> it's like I'm a man of the cloth, and I'm ready to get my reward now. Like smoking <laughs> shit, unfiltered. <laughs> Uh, he's studied medicine and psychology at John Hopkins and Harvard. Mm-hmm. And Chris is concerned, like, well, did Father Dyer tell you about my party? Like, yeah. Like, well, what about my daughter? He's like, I didn't even know you had one. <laughs> She's like, oh, you priests keep secrets? And I like that he's like, uh-oh. He's one of those <laughs> freaky ladies who secretly, secretly wants to bone priests. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> But no, she's she wants to know like how do you go about getting an exorcism? He's like, well, first get a time machine back to the 16th century, because uh-huh. now that we know about mental disorders, we don't do those, because you know they could implant ideas about possession or reinforce them, and like, plus you got to get the church approval, and that's a lot of red tape. Yep. 
And just like with the doctor, she's like, well, well, couldn't you just do it? I've taken her to every goddamn fucking doctor psychiatrist in the world, which, by the way, is like three. But, you know, right. Seems like a lot. It's a lot for someone who doesn't like doctors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we never find out how many she goes to when she's in Ohio. But, you know, Mm -hmm. seems like seems like I have that many in my general practitioner's office. But whatever. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, they sent me to you, and now you send me to them. Like, won't someone help me? So, uh, he's concerned. Is like, is it her daughter or her that needs the help? Like, geez, a little strung out. But goes to visit Reagan anyway, thinking in the back of the mind, like, I gotta get notes done for class tomorrow. Like, I don't have time for this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh. But he has a momentary feeling of crossing some bigger threshold when he gets to the house with thunderous obscenities upstairs. Well, who's in there with her? Nobody. So. Poor Reagan is in a very bad way. Like, her stomach's distended. Her arms and legs are wasting away. Her face is a mask of anger, and she's, like, following people around the room with her eyes strapped to the bed. But, uh, upon entry, he's like, well, 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 they sent you. We have nothing to fear from you. He's like, yeah, Mm. that's right. (laughs) I'm your friend. I'm your friend. He's like, all right, buddy, old pal, don't you want to loosen up these straps for me then? But noticing (laughs) scratch marks on her face. He's like, yeah, not the best idea there, Reagan. And she's like, I'm not Reagan. I am the devil. I'm like, well, at least we've been properly introduced. So (laughs) 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 they they have some repartee around whether the devil could or even should get himself out of his own restraints, which is kind of like the reverse scene of like people telling Jesus to get off his own cross. <laughs> it's like, well, you don't have any faith in me then like all these signs in the sky and you still question. He's like, all right, Mr. The devil, <laughs> if you're so smart. How about a quiz? Where's Reagan? Well, she's here in this piglet. He's like, well, let me see her. Like, why you want to make time with her? He's like, I guess you're not really the devil then. Uh, She's like, we can't prove anything to a reasonable man like you. He's like, but we? He's like, yeah, it's a goddamn Bennigan's in here. Like, (laughs) (laughs) And then there's like flickering flash between Regan and a Britishy, very Burke-like voice and Mm -hmm. an altar boy. Maybe that was the bonus character now that I think about it. The altar boy. And, uh, like, and also, you know, Karis, your mom's in here with us. So you want to send her a message? And then vomits everywhere, which he barely dodges. Like, all right, if my mom's in there, what's her name? And then she moves at him, which I guess is that like a demonic your mama joke? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. That's what your mother said last night, Karis. Anyway, he's like, all right, I've seen enough. Cleans up. Talking to the bomb. He's like, she on tranquilizers? Like, yeah. Librium, 400 milligrams. He's like, you gave her 400 milligrams? That's I guess that's a lot. Well, you had to get her in the straps. Like, you gave her 400 milligrams at one time? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It's like, is she even eating? Like, well, she ripped out the tube. I'm like, this kid needs to be in a hospital. I'm like, well, they can't do that because they'll find out what she's done. Huh. Dun, dun, dun. All right, this is your cue to call the police and run away. <laughs> <laughs> Child Protective Services should have been invoked right there, and the book could be right. done. <laughs> anyway, 
I noticed he's, she's like, he's like, are you Catholic Miss McNeil? She's like, no. And it's Mrs. McNeil. Mm. Very upset about that, right. even though she's separated. And I thought she was actually divorced. Yeah. Doesn't uh, matter. She's still a missus because she was married once. Was married? Uh, Is that how that works? Well, yeah. I don't know. Things were different back then. Maybe they didn't get an actual real <laughs> divorce. Back in the time when people cared that much about it. Yeah. Whether it was Miss or Mrs. <laughs> or Ms. If you want to. Don't want to commit. Anyway. I actually knew they're the not religious, so. Ms. On a what? sidetrack. <laughs> yeah, she helped popularize it. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, she's this woman. She invented the Miz. Yeah, she popularized it and you met in her. the 60s. And yeah. Who was this person? I feel bad. I can't remember her name now. But she used to come to my Torah study back in St. Louis for a few years because mm. she lived in New York primarily, but she was from mm. St. Louis. She had relatives there, so came a bunch when she was younger, so she liked to come every summer. And she was really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. She was really interesting, but she died a few years ago. And that's when I found out. She told us stories about when she went down south during the voting stuff, signing up, you know, black people to vote and things like that. And knew tangentially the gentleman that got murdered by the clan. Mm. The three guys, mm. Goodman and someone else. I can't remember the other guy's names. And so stories like that, mm. stuff, and she's really interesting, knew a lot of stuff. And then I found out when she died, she was this great, kind of like, feminist activist icon from, like, the 70s, the 60s and 70s. I'm mm. like, well, there you go, that's pretty cool. So, as a side note, but she helped popularize... Was it Sheila, Sheila Michaels? Yes, that's it, Sheila. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew her for a couple, couple oh. of years. So not like not like super well, but like enough that we we're chummy and we all had good discussions and she was really cool. And I had no right. I had you no idea about this until like all the stuff that she did until she died. So You have completely in completely validated the most insane thing anyone has ever claimed to me. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Wikipedia does note that it originated in like the seventeenth yeah, century. She helped kind of make it a mainstream. She repopularized yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks <laughs> for looking up because I felt really bad that I couldn't remember her name right now off the top of my head. And I was thinking it about says it the other 19, day. 1961, so Bl- Blatty should have used it there. Could have avoided this whole section. Yeah. Anyway. No. Anyway, Father Karras is like, the Catholic Church is never going to buy into this shit, and you've wasted a hell of a lot of time. Like, you could have been on medicine already. <laughs> And not just tranquilizers. Right. But anyway, they they chat about Reagan's history and she fills them in about all the stuff that's been going on. I assume probably not the uh the hair pulling probably part. Not. Probably not. She's very careful to leave out anything involving Dennings. Mm-hmm. He's she's like, So what do you think? Like, I don't know, compulsive behavior caused by guilt? And then like a split personality I don't know. Solid guess. Basically what the other people yeah. said. Basically, yeah. Which stands to reason if he went to medical school. I mean, that's probably yeah. what I would think at first too. You know, yeah, it's much more reasonable. Like, how can you, <laughs> how can you even say that after all you've seen? He's like, hey, when you've been in as many psych wards as I have, it's pretty easy. Oh, yeah, it's like really possession by demons. Really? Yeah, is that wrong? really? <laughs> <laughs> really? 
until well, like it's until he's in there and things start to happen that yeah. don't happen on a site. Right. Right. She's like, well, how about all? How do you explain all the wrappings then? He's like, I don't know. Poltergeist activity. It's common around emotionally distressed adolescents. And yes, my note there was like, it is. I know. It's like, how is that <laughs> in <a> normal <laughs> possession? It is. Like, it's like the best doesn't make sense there, Father. <laughs> the best explanation for anything is the simplest one that fits the facts. You know, like psychokinesis. Totally. There you go. Yeah. It's like, listen, okay, put it like this. The brain's got 17 billion cells in there, and one's like the driver of the cruise cruise liner. He's the captain, but what if another cell takes over? It's like a mutant. Mm-hmm. Chris says, that's so stupid that the believing in the devil is easier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't disagree. <laughs> in principle. She's like, as a mother, I know my daughter, and that thing is not her. So tell me what to do. And as I was transcribing my notes, a theme appeared to me in that up until this point in the book, like the theme is that everyone just presumes a guilty conscience. Like I'm going to blame Reagan. She must've done something wrong and feels bad about it. Mm -hmm. And her mom is just like, someone tell me what to do. I don't even know what to do, which, uh, is kind of like a parallel to her getting her director's role. She's like, well, what would I, what would I even do? Things like mm. just get the best people and they'll tell you what to do. Mm. So she's been following that advice the whole time, yeah. apparently. To not much effect. There you go. Yeah. So anyway. Uh he asked for a bunch of ev- evidence, like letters, medical files, like stuff I can show to the church so they'll be like, okay, she's possessed. She's like, Well, like what kind of stuff? He's like, I don't know. Like, well, I thought you were the answer. <laughs> There are no experts. Also, that book you have on possessions, like, do you think Reagan could have read it before all this started? And I say, yes. I say, definitely. That's my mm. version of this story. <laughs> but he gets that book and a recording that Reagan had made for her dad. Takes it away. Uh, he's like, I gotta go call if anything happens. By the way, I'm going to have to tell my boss what I'm doing here or else they're going to be like, what are you doing there at all times of the uh-huh. night with this, with this woman, Mrs. Yep. McNeil. Also, stay away from her as much as possible, your daughter. Like, that'll preserve your feelings about her and you should probably sleep. Also, you should double your intake of Librium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Side note, like, did she know I was coming over and did she know that my mom died? <laughs> like, and I was wondering, like, didn't they mention that at Chris's party when she peed on the floor? Like, could she have overheard that at the party? I thought they mentioned Karis and his mom's funeral. I don't remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. Mm. Doesn't matter. Uh, Chris watches Father Karis walk off, sees him drop something and pick it up, but doesn't see Detective Kinderman watching in an unmarked car. Ooh. Ooh. Intrigue. Yeah. So Father Karras pretends to be Hermione and goes straight to the library. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reads up on possessions and medical books. Uh, they say to look look for signs in cases of possession that are not just mental illness. Fair. Yeah. Such signs include ability to speak a foreign language. Uh-huh. Got nothing. I guess they <laughs> specified one they shouldn't know. Right. Uh, like a 12-year-old <laughs> knowing Latin that well. Like, if he's, if he's speaking French, that guy's the fucking devil. Uh, 
ability to divulge future or hidden events, uh, revelation of crimes that have been committed, and power mm. levels over 9,000. Like, these are all <laughs> clear signs. <laughs> uh, Dyer stops in asking for lemon drops because he got addicted to them taking confessions from kids. <laughs> I had a brief twinge of panic when I heard that kids have to give confessions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. Yep. You started. In... And did you get lemon drops? No. You started. Yeah, I, I just got either. absolution. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Consolation prize. <laughs> yeah, we started doing that like in second grade. We have a whole little ceremony for it. and But I would go to the ones that we had that were the old school confessionals, so I didn't actually have to see the priest. So there was mm-hmm. that barrier thing in between us. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I think I only transcribed this section because I kind of liked this dialogue where there's like, hey, I talked to Chris. She's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And she can help us with our plan when we both leave the priesthood. He's like, who is leaving the priesthood? He's like, gays. <laughs> <laughs> gays are leaving the priesthood. Because basic black has gone out. It's like, will you go out? I'm very busy. <laughs> Get out of here. So he has an all-night cram session, and ashtrays are piled high with cigarette butts. Mm-hmm. Unfiltered camel cigarette butts, by the way. Yep. Yeah. It's important. Uh, it's important. He's looking over the case and convinced that she has the physical signs of possession, but how to cure it. Uh... There's side notes about other cases he's reviewing, like some nuns in Lille in the early 17th century, where their possession was basically just a very strictly regimented schedule of sex acts. Okay. (laughs) Like Monday, Tuesday, vanilla PIV. Yeah. Thursday, sodomy (laughs) fellatio. Oh. Saturday's bestiality, including dragons. Oh, there we go. (laughs) But at the end, it was all just mythomania, you know. Like you do. Like you do. Yeah. And another case where the exorcists themselves seem to be possessed afterwards, suffering mm. heart attacks. Some kind of foreshadowing. Yeah, right? Yeah. And one going insane <laughs> and jumping off of some... Anyway. Uh, so he's also comparing some cases in the book that the psychic gave to Chris and finding some parallels like, you know, lowing like a steer or quickly changing personalities or... Gliding like a spider and speaking gibberish, or <laughs> spinning like a top. Right. Almost exactly what she's been doing. So he's like, but really, come on, possession, no way. <laughs> no way. Uh, listens back to the tape she made for her dad, and she's very halting and shy with kind of scattered thoughts. Not anything like Demon Reagan, who's yeah. very direct. It's like, that thing wasn't her. Right. It's early the next day that he takes communion, but is very afraid to kind of dive back into his faith. He's like, I don't want to love and lose again, so I'm not going to believe this if I don't have to, I guess. Mm -hmm. He fumbles through his lecture and then runs over his notes once more after dismissing the class. It's like, it's got to be a demon. And reading his book, there's a caption that says Pazuzu. Pazuzu. So I guess that's him. Like, they don't really ever confirm it later, but I guess that's him. I don't know. Especially since it could just be coincident. Father Marin, I feel like that's important. I guess. I guess. 
He's like, wait a minute. There's one thing Reagan hasn't done that's listed in the witchcraft book, aversion to holy symbols. And I said, well, she doesn't have that. In fact, she loves holy symbols. Uh, <laughs> She's not uh, averse at all. But it's not an appropriate love either. No, I guess. <laughs> There's that. I guess. You want to judge her for that. I don't, because it's not her actions. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so he's like, that'll be the test. I'll go right away. And runs over to the house in his collar and his Cossack. And I decided to ask you both what a Cossack is. Cossack? 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 Cossack. Cossack. Yeah. I might have just typed it wrong. Cassock. That is the Cassock. traditional priest outfit that you see, especially from, like, 1940s movies. The capy thing? It's the, essentially the Middle Eastern dress that's been tightened up on the top. This it's form-fitting up top with long <laughs> sleeves, and it has flowy... Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, but still the collar, and it usually has little buttons down the front of it. Some piping when you get higher up in the hierarchy, because the color on the piping also denotes your your status. Hmm. So, because for priests it's just black, so you wouldn't see it, right? But then when you get to be like a monsignor, it's a different shade of red, because most monsignors mm-hmm. just stay at monsignor. But bishops and archbishops get a purpley color, I think, purpley red. And then mm. you get up to Cardinal and you just have, like, nice crimson and whatnot. Yeah. And the fancy like sash by that point, too. I think you get that at Bishop slash Archbishop level. <laughs> but yeah, the cassock... I want a fancy the sash. The cassock is the more traditional Catholic priest outfit. And they still wear more yeah. in Europe, too. But over here in America, mm. they adopted the uh, basically the black suit with the shirt, yeah. with the collar, with the Roman collar. So. But I always thought, back in the day... When I was going to remain Catholic and probably become a priest, but I'm like, nope, I'm going to wear a cassock because it's cool. Yeah, it's different now. Nobody that... wears them anymore. You should wear it ironically. Now. <laughs> I probably would have illegitimately because I would have been like, yeah. I'm of this age to be hipster-ish. Let's wear this traditional garb ironically. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Yeah, go go seek out lost souls at the brew pub down the road. <laughs> Right. So anyway, he's got one of those yeah. on. <laughs> Goes over to the house and Reagan is busy sh- shouting in British accent, calling Carl a Nazi, just like the good old days. Mm-hmm. Poor Carl. Uh, yeah. He asks Chris if he can record it. She doesn't seem thrilled about the idea, but he's like, this is, this is going to be a good idea. Let's do this. It's for science. It's for yep. science. Meanwhile, Carl exits the room with a soiled diaper and bedclothes in tow. Like, this is the other theme of this back half of the book is like, this kid has got like no fluids left. Nope. Uh-huh. So they're all in her bed and like in the room. They, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of which, he goes in the room and Reagan's like, well, hello, Karis. And there's the quiet Quiet rumbling of diuretic voiding into plastic pants. Mm. <laughs> I miss that. What detail. a great, great <laughs> greeting! <laughs> oh boy, he's like, you don't mind the stink, do you? <laughs> no. I'm like, well, what a liar! He's like, I thought the devil loved liars. So, oh, did I, did I say I was the devil? I meant a devil. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> anyway, lovely day for an exorcism, huh? <laughs> 
It's like, would you like that? It's like, yeah, they would finally bring you and us together, my dear morsel. And again, spoilers. Uh-huh. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, this is another thing that fed my theory about this, is she kept revising things after he's like, well, wait a minute. She's not the mm. devil. Just oh, She's like, devil. thought better of it later. It's like, I'll just change my story a little. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The dresser drawer pops open and then closed. And Karis is like, oh, good. Real pe- paranormal activity. No, wait. <laughs> just poltergeist activity. How is that not paranormal Nothing special activity? about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl brings in the recorder to which she's greeted without Himmler. Go visit your club-footed daughter and bring her sauerkraut and heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> Straight to the point. Just cuts you right uh, deep in the heart. Yeah. But notices the recorder, like, oh, are we recording? Great. And then <laughs> rapid switching of voices, like the demon being like, recording, how quaint. And Father Carey's like, well, do you mind? Like, no, it blocks him. Well, him who? And then she farts. <laughs> and it smells like sauerkraut. <laughs> like, who was that, a demon? Like, no, demon means wise in Greek, and he's a dum-dum. <laughs> Oh, you speak Greek, and so he speaks some Greek to yeah. her. I'm like, I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> I only speak Greek when I want yep. to. <laughs> like, do that drawer thing again. Well, no, I can't do it right now. I have to give you a reason to doubt. Uh-uh. Like, well, you can't read my mind. You can't read my mind, right? You can't do that. But can I talk to the other guy again? It's like, I'm sorry. That guy's busy having your mom suck his dick to the bristles. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, he's like, let's get serious. He pulls out a vial. He's like, what's that, holy water? He's like, take that, demon. Ouchie. Duh, it burns us. But then Father Karras is disappointed. He's like, she did read that book. Why bother with this shit? (laughs) Then demon seems to recede, and Reagan softly mutters gibberish, like, no one my. No one my. And he's like, well, tried to talk to that one. But nothing happened, so goes back and talks to Chris again. Carl's again hovering nearby. He's like, hey, she's got this new personality now. He's British. Do you know him? Like, yeah, that's Burke Dennings. Oh, the director? Who died? (laughs) (laughs) Did Reagan know him? And that's where Carl drops the pan and is heavily encouraged to go see a movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I like this. He's like, incidentally, does Carl have a daughter? (laughs) And Chris is like, hey, Willie, do you guys got a daughter or something? Like, <laughs> Willie's like, well, no, no. Well, yeah, but she's dead. Like, <laughs> Very casually yelling, like, across the house. <laughs> you got any kids? Yeah, they're dead. Like you do. <laughs> Chris is like, anyway, are we doing this or what? He's like, I don't think so. Like, see this holy water? I sprinkled on her, and she was reacting very violently. It's just tap water. like, well, that makes sense. He's like, but it isn't holy water, fools. Right. Just tap, water. just tap water. They get very angry, but they're calmed by delicious, delicious camel cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For all your exercise needs. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they start over, and he's like, well, here's what I think the church might accept. He's like, well, what about all those words scratched in her skin? He's like, the fuck are you talking about? She's like, yeah, the letter M and L keep appearing on her. But I guess that could just be mental. I guess. Like, yeah, mental again. letters onto your skin. I, uh, sure. I get, I sure. 
Some people can manifest marks, but not usually letters. Yeah, like maybe hives. Yeah, or stuff like that. Splotches, <laughs> but... Anyway. anyway. And eventually one ends so up here's being what... like a Jesus toast and actually looks like something. Huh? You know. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I got yeah, you. Like it would look like I'm it would just be now. like some lines crossed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, a cross. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> you know, Jesus toast. <laughs> Jesus toast. Yeah. Grilled cheeses. Yes. <laughs> Here's what the church warns exorcists: like people who are thought to be possessed are more in need of a doctor than a priest. And that was written in 1583. But I'll take the recording to language lab and see if they have the same pattern and if they do then she isn't really possessed mm-hmm. he's like well then what and he realizes like she's more concerned at this point that her daughter isn't going to be possessed i guess because then that means they really don't know what the hell to do yeah. right yeah anyway he borrows her car okay sure and uh as he's getting ready to go carl's like hey i'm gonna go ride with you i go see the films <laughs> Just he just takes the opportunity to ask when Reagan is Burke. Like, did you get the impression that she really is Burke? He's like, yes, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the way he she calls me a Nazi is very reminiscent. <laughs> <laughs> the time I had to endure. So, the yes. Uh, Carl gets out at a random street corner, catches a couple buses, and returns to his tenement section of town where we saw him earlier. Mm-hmm. Has a brief sob, and then up to a second floor apartment. Where he's greeted by a rough-looking lady in a pink slip. Oh, it's you, she says. And the drunk guy inside says, who's that? He's like, don't worry, it's just Pop. Hey, you better not mm. come in because that guy's drunk. <laughs> so anyway, Carl gives her, who is of Elvira, a handful of $10 bills and begs her to go to rehab in New York. But she doesn't seem too interested and closes the door in his face. Mm. As he's turning to go, he turns right into Detective Kinderman. He's like, I think we should have that chat now. Oh, no. Uh, Oh. Anyway, cut to Karis in the language lab with some guy reviewing the tape. And the guy's like, well, what is this? It's like, sounds like the cadence of speech, but I don't recognize it. Must be some weird language. Maybe mm-hmm. one of the guys will know. Father Karis is like, hey, listen to this. Can you compare these recordings and tell me if they're the same person? And he's like, I guess. I guess. That's so. a thing that language people can do. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell if those are two different people for yeah. sure. Run through your CSI machine for the there person signature. <laughs> <laughs> They'll solve and, it in uh, five minutes. Enhance. Yeah, exactly. Enhance. <laughs> Back mask this. Mm-hmm. Which actually is what they end up doing. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Reagan's medical records have come in, which Father Karras reviews. And they're also saying, guilt obsession with ensuing hysteric somnambulism. Also, those skin letters that she had, like, they stopped when we started restraining her. Mm. So that's not, so that's not anything. Um, more trips to the library to review cases of telekinesis. He's like, no doubt about it, it was real. <laughs> uh, once again, back to Chris's house to tell her it's probably no-go yet again. Again, listen, psychiatric care. And where is her dad? Maybe he should come around. Like, I brought you here to remove a demon. Yeah, he doesn't come around. That's, that's his thing. Uh, he's like, I think she's feeling guilty. He's like, what, because of the divorce? She's guilty because she killed Burke. I'm like, well, now you've done it. <laughs> that 
That's good. Anyway, he's like, okay, you need to get some sleep. I'll think on all of this. He uh, has a swirl of thoughts and contradictions about how best to help. He's like, I don't think she needs an exorcism, but she needs an exorcism. Right. <laughs> she needs. If you follow, she needs it. So he decides to review her EEG, posing as Dr. Karras. Mm-hmm. He's like, Dr. Klein, was the subject hysterical during this test? And isn't it odd that the graph is just so regular? Like sounding like Hannibal Lecter there. Like mm-hmm. it's just so boring, this graph of a hysterical person. Uh-huh. Shouldn't there be any fluctuations? And uh yet another mm-hmm. visit to Reagan's where she's mumbling in German. Like, well, why would she know German? <laughs> it's like Sprachen Sie Deutsch? And she's like, You fucking with me, Padre? <laughs> But answers with German and then Latin, and they have a decent Latin 101 exchange. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the demon's like, psych bitch, I can't speak Latin. <laughs> I was just reading your mind. <laughs> saying what you wanted me to say. Like I do. <laughs> like I do. Because I'm the father of lies. <laughs> uh, he bumps into Sharon on his way out, gives her some instruction about how to treat her dehydration. Like, thank you. She's been nothing but vomiting and, like, shitting everywhere <laughs> since the, the incident. Like, like, also, do you ever speak Latin to her or German? Like, well, I speak some French. And I guess Carl and Willie speak German sometimes. And I guess she talks Russian, too. I'm like, okay, well, she was just reading my mind then. Once like again. You do. Like yeah. you do. This is the pattern. Like, Nothing special about that. I didn't count the number of times that he denied... Uh, possession because it's just run the mill, you know, mental psychic powers. phenomena. Psychic yeah. phenomena. But if it was three times before the rooster crowed, then then that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> then I can forgive him coming back to it so many times. But anyway, back at the dorm, the language lab calls him up, and they're like, "I mean, I guess these could be different people, but I wouldn't swear to it in court." Mm. Okay, well, what about the gibberish? He's like, "Gibberish, it's English, fool." Uh, Did you play it backwards? So he does, and he hears Marin, Marin, Karis, let us be. So he listens to it all backwards, and realizes it's spoken and ordered backwards, and so he retranscribes where he's saying, who are you? And she's saying, I am no one. And I said, god damn it. Uh, 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 uh. This fucker even wrote the text backwards. Like, yep. not the sounds. Like, he said, I am no one. Took off the E. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Blady. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how could anyone ever do this? And I made a note that Radiohead did do this one time, like on purpose, so I'm not impressed. Yeah. Like, you could do right. it. <laughs> if, if you thought about it, you could exactly. do it. Exactly. Yeah. Like spinning plates or whatever. They learned to sing how it sounded backwards, and then they reversed it so that it sounded weird forward. So it could be done, all I'm saying. Uh... On that revelation, he's going to drift off to sleep when he's visited in his room by a priest opening a pack of Galois cigarettes with crutches they left at the door and says his name is Lucas. Basically, the whole thing boils down to me like, stay away from the McNeils and watch out for Sharon. Mm-hmm. So, I have no idea what the hell this scene is supposed to be that for. Maybe been the extra right. is, Maybe the demon? Is this supposed to be the demon? Like, just don't come back. I don't know. Like, I'm going to scare mm. him away. I don't know, but... The phone rings and wakes him up and is like, ah, oh, it was all a dream. Or was it? Or was it? Because while he's putting on his sweater, there's a cigarette butt in the ashtray and it's a Galois. 
Whoa. Whoa. No way. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, he's got a dream priest warning him not to trust Sharon. And Sharon calls to come over. He's like, all right. <laughs> right now. Shrugged that right off. He him outside with a flashlight. It's like, I don't think Chris should see this. I'm like, I would, this is the point where I run away. Again, like, call the police. <laughs> call the no, police. No. I know you're not supposed to do that as a priest, but Child Protective Services should be involved here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> she takes him back to the room, which is now icy cold. Like, look at her chest. And after a cold moment, red irritations appear spelling out, help me. That's what does mm. it for him. He takes the case to the president of the university and is granted the exorcism. Mm-hmm. But they're like, uh, let's get someone with some experience to do it, though. Like, how about this Lancaster Marin? He of the yeah. first pages of the fucking yep. book. <laughs> 308 pages ago. That was. <laughs> <sighs> so Marin receives a telegram. But he doesn't open it because he knows what it says. He read it in the dust in the temples. Mm -hmm. And he continues his farewells. Wow. (sighs) What a long fucking slog. (laughs) Like, there was three or four points you could just be like, oh, yes, she's speaking Latin and reading my mind. Demonic possession. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) Let's do it here. Cut it off. It's not a hard conclusion to get to at that point. (sighs) Yes. Anyway. Part four opens with Kinderman in his office making a kind of a flower arrangement out of the case file instead of the classic red string spiderweb method. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of reviewing some facts. He's like, Carl is innocent. His daughter confessed that he had been there giving her money that night. Right. So he's like, here's some bullet points of evidence to consider. Burke death, Burke's death is somehow linked to the desecrations and witchcraft, which felt like they needed to do more work to prove that out. Yeah, okay. I... It just is. I guess because it's an assassination technique from demons. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also the the little paint chips. Uh Right. From uh, that's a direct connection. There you go. The the dumb bird statue and uh and the paint that they used in the desecration. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Point retracted. Uh, so yes, death is linked to witchcraft. Father Karras is a witchcraft expert. That altar card had Father Karras's fingerprints, and you know some other small hand fingerprints. Maybe a kid. Also, the typing on that matches the letters from the typewriter that Sharon uses. Also, Whoa. somebody really strong typed them. Uh, also, Reagan had been on a flight to Ohio and presumably to go to a psychiatric clinic, which confirmed she'd been there, but not why. He's mm-hmm. like, people who have mental issues can be very strong. Again, I guess we're taking that as written. Yeah. So, considering this, he stands outside their house and looks in her window, wondering if he'll have the courage to knock on the door. Meanwhile, inside, Regan is getting her 400 milligrams of Librium mm-hmm. all at once. Uh, they get word that the thing is a go, like discussing with Chris, but trying to manage her expectations. Like, this could take a while. Like, Weeks or months. Right. Well, how long does she even have? Like, wow. Well, let's not think about that. Uh, Karis is just a little bit jealous that he wasn't chosen to do it. He's like, was it my lack of faith or my lack of experience? Yes. I wonder. I wonder. Probably both. Like, you have someone available who's done one before. Maybe go with him. Yeah. Right. I don't know. 
But Good call. Uh, yeah. Chris is feeling rather subdued, reading through one of Marin's books, actually. He's like, he's over my head. Some of this is so beautiful. Listen. And then a very long section that boiled down to, like, the world abides, dude. Right. Like, it remains. Uh-huh. <laughs> and suddenly a ring of the doorbell, and in fact, Father Marin is right there. Whoa. Like, yeah, I wasn't expecting you today. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, everyone. She's struck by his... His aura of kindness and intelligence. He enters with his head tilted, listening, feeling. And Chris kind of babbles on and says, you know, basically, like, I would have cleaned up if I knew you were coming. Like, I'd like to see your daughter right now. And the demon upstairs is like, Marin! Like, yeah. <laughs> Norm! Like, <laughs> finally. Yes! Finally! Let's pick up where we left off. Yeah. He goes right into her room, despite everyone being like, well, maybe you should not, but... And then, silence, and he reappears, and the demon is laughing. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, well, Father Karras, are you tired? Do you have a raincoat? Good. Go get some shit together, will you? Like, <laughs> we're going to start this right now. Yep. No point in waiting. <laughs> no point in waiting. Chris seems very relieved, and again, it's like, finally, someone's ready to fucking do something. Yep. Like, Yeah. And so was I. <laughs> Good. I don't want him to have to prove this to himself. Right. Like, let's get to it. We're ready. Uh, so Kara scampers off, and they have comfortable small talk, and the unwinding of being with someone who's skilled in the art of being with people. Like mm-hmm. he's very gracious as far as a conversationalist, but fills the role just until Sharon enters, and she's not alone anymore. And he goes to his room and uh, prays. Chris is like, Sharon, what happened? He's like, you know, they just kind of looked at each other, and the Regan's like, this time you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Oh snap! Going down, predicting the future oh, there. Man. Yeah, that other trick. Karis, Karis comes back uh, with stuff. Marin is still praying in his room, so he just kind of lays him out quietly, and is hit with the weight of the thing they're about to try to do, and like, you know, all of religion and traditions and the thickening stillness in the house. Mm-hmm. Marin's like, "Hey, you know the rules? Yeah. Well, good. So do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of." Karis is like, well, you wouldn't get it from any other guy. He's like, right. <laughs> and remember, don't talk to the demon, which is very sound advice uh-huh. in mm-hmm. my book. In He's general. a liar and a member of the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> so off they go in full regalia. Chris watches them go. He's like, well, I know they don't have any superpowers, but maybe they do. Maybe. <laughs> It's about to follow him into the room, and like they're stopped, and they're like, "Yeah, you should not do that at all." And page three hundred and thirty-two, we finally have an exorcism starting. Finally, there you go. Yes, many signs of the cross are made over all involved. Holy waters unco- uncorked and sprinkled about. And demon says, "Oh yes, the holy urine." Man's like, "Be silent." It's like, "Okay, jeez." Be <laughs> 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 so mean about it. <laughs> Uh, he kneels and prays right on through getting spat on in the face. And he prays using her middle name, so you know he means fucking business. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have a kind of like prayer duet between the two of them. Mm-hmm. The call and response yeah, thing. call and response. Like, it's like, peace be with you and like also with That's you. pretty classic. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's also with your soul now. Or with your spirit. Something. Yeah, yeah, with your older. That's more a little translation of "et cum spiritu tuo." 
which was the Latin phrasing, according to my mother. Et? Et? Et means and. Et cum spirit to I choose to believe yeah. that. It sounds yeah. like and with yes. your spirit. Yeah. Yes. So they're doing that, and the bed starts levitating while rolling her eyes and stuff. Like it does. And that's where Carl and Sharon run yep. out. Mm-hmm. But Sharon brings Chris in to see. I'm like, what the hell, Sharon? Didn't you hear? Sharon's <laughs> <laughs> ah. like, hey, God, get this fucking demon out of here, and touches her with his stole. And she vomits everywhere. But he doesn't seem to mind. Nope. Uh, the bed starts a rocking, but Marin keeps steady. And Karis checks her pulse, which is racing. Maris is like, man, devil, you're lame as hell. Like, plus your mom's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> they hear a pounding like a massive heartbeat. And the demon says, you are a mean type of person, Marin. Like, does all the universe have to be Christ? Like, go back to your mountaintop. <laughs> Speak to your only equal. Like, you don't care about this piglet. You only care about the contest. Also, are you hungry? And then shits the bed. He's like, here is my body. <laughs> Concentrate that. <sighs> so many fluids come out of this poor kid. classy demon. <laughs> <laughs> like, you almost made a valid point, and then you capped it off with shitting yeah. the bed. Anyway. <laughs> I kind of have a thing where he's like, let me tell you something that you don't know about yourself. I'm like, listen, Willie, your daughter's alive. And Carl's like, yeah, don't listen to that. Let's not go into that right now. Uh, somewhere in here, I forget exactly where, they read that Bible story that was quoted in the very beginning of the book with the Legion being sent into a flock of pigs who then jump over a cliff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karis decides now's a great time to give her more tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharon goes to help, but is expertly sniped by a bolt of vomit. Ooh. So Chris comes in instead. And the demon's like, Hey, Chris, look what you've done to this piglet with your divorce and your career. Ugh. (laughs) Having a career and shit. Seriously. And Karis, we know how kind you were to your mother. He gives her the injection and then sends Chris. Sharon comes back in to change Reagan and give her her suppository and then sends the priests out so they can have some father-to-father talk. Yep. Mm -hmm. Her notes. And they're like, well, wait, so if demons can't make the possessed person sin, which they can't? No, because the sin has to be a conscious choice to do an action. And if you're possessed, you're right. not making that action. So physically they can do engage in these things, but mm. if you take it over a body and stuff, you're not choosing. The person's not Sounds choosing. Sounds like a get-out-of-hell-free card to me. Yeah, basically they're asking. I, I think you asked like, the same question Yeah, in the in the beginning of it. Yes. Like, what is the point? Why yes. is the demon doing this? <laughs> that was my to note. Create chaos. What I underlined is like, what is the point then? And I said, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yes, that's basically what he says too. He's like, they just want anyone who sees it to lose faith right. and reject their own humanity. So I'm like, yes, Chris Ham was right. <laughs> there you go. Back in session one. <laughs> I didn't have to read 340 pages to find this. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Marin talks about a crisis of faith he had gone through like he had confused himself thinking that he had to truly love all of his neighbors uh-huh. but maybe it was enough to act with love even if not feeling it he's like uh-huh. how many marriages end because the people don't feel the same rush in their hearts when they first met right. like I don't know maybe Chris's marriage ended that maybe. way 
Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Why bring it up? He's like, okay, but also, once the demon's gone, what's keeping it from coming back? He's like, you know, I don't know. They usually don't. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. Uh, Yeah. More soiled bedclothes come out of the room, and the household laundering expenses have got to be through the roof at this point. Seriously. Yeah. How many bedclothes do they even have to keep being soiled and changed? Probably had to buy some more. Probably so. So, uh, Marin goes off. I guess we later learn to take his nitroglycerin pills. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Father Karras goes in to check on Reagan. Reagan's using his mother's voice. He's like, Demi, why'd you do this to me? He's like, oh, shit. Uh, well, don't look. That's not her. He's like, she's like, please don't chase me away. He's like, you're not my mom. I'm like, well, didn't we just say not to do this? Like, Right. Just don't talk to her. But then Burke come, takes over and he's like, Listen, love, this girl killed me. Like, she fucking killed me. <laughs> Threw me out of a window. Like, shouldn't I get to stay? No. No, you shouldn't, you ornery right. English fuck. All right, Bert. Well, but how did your head get backwards? He's like, oh, you know heads. <laughs> you know how they do. Like, who cares, really? But the demon's like, well, if you don't believe me yet, I'll just kill this girl to show you what's up. By the way, you shouldn't have given her that extra thing of li- Librium. Right. Like, her vitals are not good. He's like, I'll never let her sleep. Ever. Ever. Which apparently is what she needs at that point. But uh, Father Marion comes back and he's like, what happened? (laughs) Karis is like, yeah, I'm going to call somebody. (laughs) Right now. Uh, And that someone says there's not much they can do except pray. So that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And Reagan doesn't sleep. Not by dawn or noon or not even by Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So not good. Not good. Uh, the demon uh, that Sunday morning is like, hey, it's Mother's Day. Mm. And Marin's like, I think, Karis, you should maybe take a break as your mom is talking about Mother's Day today. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a sign. Yes. Get some sleep. So he goes back to his dorm for a shower. No, a nap. But even before he can do that, Detective Kinderman is there. They go out to look at a sunrise, I think. Who and Kinderman, of course, goes the very long way around to get to his goddamn point. But he's like, <laughs> right. so always. let's say hypothetically, like just hypothetically speaking, I was working a case that involved witchcraft and a murder that seems to have been performed by a child. Hypothetically, of course, like what should I do? Like arrest her? Just hope it gets better. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I would leave it to a higher authority. He's like, well, I guess that's where it is. Anyway, we should see that movie soon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Also, if you see happen to see Carl, like feel free to mention that Elvira's in a clinic now, which is good. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, back at the house, Chris is looking at old pictures in an album and a Mother's Day poem from Rags. He's like, "I got to do something." Like the demons upstairs yelling at Marin again. Like, I'm going back to it. And he immediately enters the room, picks up a blanket, and sits down. And I assume to go back to sleep. Like. He seems so pumped up, and the first thing he does is cover up and sit down. Like, all right. But he realizes that Marin isn't there. So he goes to take Reagan's pulse and finds him face down by the de- by the bed and is super dead. Super dead. Oh, no. Super dead. And he goes Super Saiyan 2 at that point. He's like, you son of a bitch. You were <laughs> losing. 
fine against little girls, but what about me, a big jerk? Try me. Right. And they note he's got immediate body spasms and then is rushing forward to, like, strangle Reagan to death. I don't know. Reaching for her throat, at least. Yes. At least. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, Chris and Sharon hear the commotion and a crash and rush up to the room. Marin is still dead. The window's shattered and blown open. And Father Karras is laying crumpled and bloody on the street below. Reagan on the stairs. Says, yeah. Yeah. Reagan says, Mom, I'm scared. Please come here. She's like, oh, Rags, it's really you. And it's I'm like, for reals no. this time. <laughs> <laughs> no. I need more than one or two sentences from my kid who's just spent a week or two being a demon and shitting for sound. From like, oh boy, you're back. <laughs> like, deal with you in a oh, minute. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, then whatever reason, Father Dyer appears on the scene to call the actual ambulance and pushes through the gathered crowd and Fighting back tears gives Karis his last rites. Mm-hmm. He finally has a look of relief Ooh. upon his eyes. Yes. He's loaded into an ambulance. Dyer comes with him. They set off with the sirens, but they turn them off and like, well, he's he's dead. It's like, so, that's right. Not, not an issue. No urgency needed. Nope. Epilogue. <laughs> Epilogue. Whoa. Not too much to mention, but... Dyer is visiting about six weeks later. Chris and Reagan are packing and heading back to Los Angeles. Probably a good idea. City of Angels. Um, Reagan seems okay. Still a bit thin and tired, but she's still putting roses, or she's back to putting roses on plates. So yeah. she doesn't seem to remember the ugliness. That's good. And she wasn't charged for murder, so that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, not even charged. <laughs> even though she definitely murdered that guy. Right? Uh, They aren't quite sure why Karis threw himself out of the window. We don't. Dyer says his eyes had a look of triumph. Mm -hmm. And they're like, do we believe in anything now? And Chris is like, well, you figure if there is a god, he must need a million years of sleep every night or else he gets irritable. (laughs) Which wasn't really quite the the pin I wanted to put on this story, but... (laughs) So God was asleep the whole time because he was cranky and then came back. Okay, Uh I'm back. Quick nap, I'm better. But uh, Dyer does give Chris Karis' Medal of St. Christopher, which I don't know if you know this, both of you Catholic-raised Christophers, but St. Christopher was a martyr and the patron saint of travelers. Uh Yeah. Because of some time he carried a child across a river. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, interesting side note, right? (laughs) (laughs) and they're off Kinderman shows up a second too late to say goodbye but manages to invite Dyer to a movie and they walk off arm in arm the end yeah good lord (laughs) (sighs) so Mm -hmm. I'm tired of saying words now (laughs) (laughs) I wish they had split Somewhere in the middle of three better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That we could have broken it up a little differently. Because that was a lot of book in one section. But mm-hmm. So, what did, we, what, what did we overall think? Of the whole book? I thought it was worthwhile. I'm glad I read it. Agreed. Yeah. I thought it was well written. And, I mean, for the most yeah. part, well paced. Yeah. yeah, for the most part, 
I will yes. actually Just, recommend it to people. Yeah. It's a very interesting yeah. read. Right. I feel like the pace problems were really ones that uh, I inflicted on it by the schedule we kept for this one. Could be. Like having to read it all so quickly, but oh, I, I think spaced it out a little. I think that, that one chapter, the first chapter of uh, Section 3. Yeah, the 70-page that, chapter. That would have been a slog no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I agree. Overall, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Could have could have used a little bit of editing here or there, but nothing yeah, sure. that was too egregious. So, right. Um, I thought it did a better job than I expected it to, like really setting up and paying off stuff. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. And I think we mentioned before, but more of a murder mystery than I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of expected it to just focus only on the possession part, but mm-hmm. that was a nice bonus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. It did not end up being nearly as scary as I feared it might be, which is good uh-huh. for me. Yeah, right. Since I, I had to read it so often in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, a but it was okay. There. I listened to to uh, lo-fi beats to study too, so cool. It was fine. <laughs> That's less scary with lo-fi beats. <laughs> yeah, I think I would recommend it to people, although. Uh, I was also going to call out that uh, I think there's a book I mentioned on another pod- podcast that I also read that kind of followed the same sort of, not trope, but like story path. It was called Headful of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. Mm-hmm. And it was a similar type of thing. You know, a kid gets possessed. Well, a girl's older sister gets possessed. And they want to do an exorcism, but they decide to make a reality TV show out of it. Okay. Uh, and I think I would recommend that as a follow-up to this because it goes in the kind of places that my brain was going through the whole thing. It's like, well, maybe she's just faking it like for <laughs> attention or because of some other issue. And I think it goes to some interesting places, having another kid there to see what's happening when the cameras aren't on. Mm. Right. So, it's also way quicker than this, <laughs> so <laughs> so you could read it in a weekend if you wanted to, but anyway, if you want further reading, I would recommend that too. Mm. Will you go read Legion next? No. <laughs> Not at all. No. No. Maybe someday. Yes. Uh, do you suspect the movie is going to follow this pretty much to the letter? Uh, or any I think for any the idea part, about the movie? Be pretty online, pretty yeah. unknown. So. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. It's yeah. I I saw it a very very long time ago. Yeah, same for me. Yeah, I've uh, I've never seen it, and I'm still not looking still not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to some guy at work yesterday. Mm-hmm. The day before, he was telling me about some horror movie he watched. So we were talking about scary movies, and I told him we were gonna have to watch this. And he's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, don't tell me that." He's like, "Yeah, that was really scary." I'm like, "Just Uh-oh. remember, it's really soup. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it." Yeah, yeah. 
But it's really a person doing a spider walk too. Like pea soup sprayed. It's a contortionist for sure, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so we have to watch a movie. That's our homework. Uh, excellent. So again, I know it's only been a week, but do you guys have anything else that's good? I don't. Don't. Yeah, I. I. It's finished fair. up watching a Korean drama and uh, I haven't started anything new yet. So that is totally fair. Um, I've got coins on the way that I'm looking forward to. Ooh, I'm not shocked. And, <laughs> and I started watching Lovecraft Country finally. That's been pretty good. Oh, oh yeah. How's, how is yeah. that? It's really good. I enjoyed that. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. I finally got HBO Max so I can start watching that. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Frontier finally got their thumbs out of their asses and like, oh, you pay for HBO? Okay. Good, we'll just give it to you. have HBO Max. Um, But yeah, I got those coins coming. I think my... I ordered some Harry Potter house coins for people here. It should hopefully maybe be coming soon. The other ones I mentioned the other day shipped, I think, today. Oh. My Sasanian coin and my... Uh, Mexican, really large Mexican silver, five pesos from the forties. Yeah. that are highly collectible. Hmm. And Neat. then my Admiral Gardner. I don't know when that's coming here because that company they frustrate me, but they have good selections. So, huh. some t- at some point in time, I will get that. That's the one I use that Zell to pay with. Because for some uh, reason they're like they're like we take credit cards. I'm like you're not giving me the option to pay for that at checkout. Like you can pay with Bitcoin. Or another crypto, or use, or use a, send us a wire, or use a check, or pay through your bank with the Zelle app stuff. So like, well, let's go with that then. Yeah. So that should be something cool. poetic about using Bitcoin to buy ancient coins. <laughs> I know, right? There really is. The last I have no Bitcoin, and we were talking about that because if I bit the bullet when I was thinking about it in 2012 and gotten a bit some Bitcoin then. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though it was a little more expensive than it had been a few years before, I still would have a shit ton of money right now. <laughs> Even if I only got like <laughs> two, because I would have uh-huh. sold them when it was twenty thousand dollars per Bitcoin, and mm-hmm. made like forty grand off the deal. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years or if ago, we just invested in a sweet rig and just mined it. Well, I should have because apparently now it's <laughs> practically impossible. You really have to be a, a mining company yeah. to get all the shit you need to actually do that successfully now. Yeah, because my my little home computer won't ever really get a chance to mine because it's it would be with all the other rigs and shit. So yeah, but so yeah. hopefully stuff will come and I'll have fancy new shiny discs and old discs and all sorts oh, of you fun said things. Discs, discs, discs. yes, yes. <laughs> not the other one. Okay, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we can yeah. and show. Yeah, so you know. So speaking of collectibles, I watched a documentary uh, this week called The Booksellers, mm-hmm. which was recommended on some podcast, I forget which one, uh, as like a good COVID watch. Um, and it was sold as kind of like, you know, it's about booksellers. So uh, there was certainly a section of it where like, well, here's all the bookstores they used to have in New York City, like The Strand and yeah. just the little antique bookstores that pop up. And I was really enjoying that part because I'm like, oh, I remember when we could go to bookstores. 
<laughs> I mean, you can here. The places that you, uh, we ended up going in Seattle, like the very cramped bookstores that don't mm-hmm. quite fit. Yeah. With mm-hmm. a cat. Yeah. Or just a, a random dude. Right. Probably who opened the store so we could just spend all day reading. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I have a bathroom I could use. <laughs> walk Jerk. down to the fucking Starbucks. Forget that guy. <laughs> it's not like there's any but Starbucks liked, in Seattle. But I like the shop. I, well, yes. I was lucky it was just at the end of the block on the other side of the street. Yes. Uh, I like the little shop and the cat. But yeah, they also talk a lot about uh, people who collect antique books. Mm-hmm. Which was neat seeing some of the pieces they had, but uh wasn't really what I signed on for. But I still recommend it. It was neat. Mm-hmm. Talked about, you know, a bunch of doom and gloom about, well, Who's going to read books now that they have Kindles? A lot of people. People still... Yeah. 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 Like, and making the point that rare books aren't expensive because, well, no one wants rare books, and that's why they're rare and expensive. So it's not like you're (laughs) going to have a rare book that's like, I don't know, the first edition of uh, The Da Vinci Code. (laughs) Although I'm sure that's prized. Some people do. I might actually have one. They did call out that uh, a first edition of Casino Royale went for $130,000. Nice. So, I don't know. Check your ISBN, maybe you've got the... (laughs) (laughs) I have lots of them. Whether they end up being rare and worth something in the future is another question, but I have a ton of first editions. Yeah. So, it was was good. Yeah. I I miss going into bookstores in general. Yeah. Let alone antique bookstores where you're like, I don't even know what's going to be in here. Like, are oh, they going to have this one Those book I want? Nope. I'll have something well, okay. you never knew you would stumble across. And like, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, our and movie I also theaters. watched Sorry. another documentary that I uh, bought on Google Play and then it stopped working, but I found oh. it on Amazon called I Know That Voice, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like a documentary that. Uh, John DiMaggio put together about a bunch of different voice actors. Awesome. Which is my kind of thing. So anyway, Yeah. Yeah. You get to see all the heavy hitters and actually see them. They can give you tips right. about how you're uh, not a good voice actor just because you can make a silly noise with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> good advice. Or because you can do a great Donald Duck impression. Like, we don't need more than one of those guys. Like, unfortunately. <laughs> so you can watch that with commercial breaks if you want. That yep. one's pretty good. So, oh, one thing I forgot: our movie theaters yeah. opened up today. Oh, did you go? No. Oh, I don't know where I'm going to go because I don't know what we actually have available. But I mean, yeah. we're at half capacity, but they finally let them open up. What's even so, showing right now, Tenant? Uh, not here because we didn't have them open up early enough. Apparently, I'm hoping one of the theaters here will get it so I can go see it. Well, they probably haven't shown a lot of old movies. Yeah, my friend Alex in Indiana, he's been going to see that, a bunch of them, and apparently, like, this weekend, Jaws is coming out or something again. Oh, snap. So, yeah. That is also a book, by the way. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a copy of it. I got it at the book fair, like, 20 years ago when I was a kid. I'm fairly certain I have one over there. Yeah. Because Danielle thought, I love this movie, I'm going to read this book, and then she's like, oh, I regret this. <laughs> not as exciting reading about a shark yeah I guess I had like all the Jaws books I got from that book fair one year yeah. it's like some library divested itself of its stores 
So there's like <laughs> 20 copies of all the Jaws books. Yeah. But. Uh, I also missed that this year. Like the community yeah. college just down the street every year does the library books sale. Mm-hmm. They just put all the books that they can't keep on their shelves anymore out and you can buy them for like, I don't know, 25 like a cents a piece. Yeah. That's where I got most of my Stephen King collection. Nice. Mm. So that's where I got a bunch of my Arthur C. Clarke collection from. It's a good place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> find pulpy books that people are like. I read this once. I don't need it again. I managed to find <laughs> hardbounds. No. For a bunch of them. Nice. So I got my copy of Contact from the book fair. The one they used to have oh, at West yeah. County. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because even a few years ago they still had it at West County. Now it's somewhere else in St. Louis. I think at Queenie Queenie yep. Park. So I stopped going. Mm. But I found a lot of good gems. And I found some old shit, too. I have a compendium of John Dewey's writings that was published, like, in the 40s. Yeah. And back when his stuff was still really big in the world and the education world and all sorts of things. Hmm. Well, yes. Shout out to bookstores. Yes. And book fairs. Long live the Strand and Ophelia's bookstore and... uh, the other one. Queen Anne's bookstore that we went That's to. That's it, yeah. And uh, Barnes, Barnes & Noble. <laughs> That's for a lot of Americans. I go there often. bookstore, yeah. Yep. May, long may they stick around. Where else am I going to get Percy Jackson books for my kid? That's a good place to get them. <laughs> they usually have the ball. Yep. That's where I get my guidebooks oh. for our trips. That's so. right. Gotta have them. Yep. How would we know about Hattie B's chicken. Right? <laughs> Actually, they're going to open one of those in Dallas, so... Oh, that'd nice. be fun. Specifically that brand, so... That's nice. You can actually recommend it. I can, except you it's like... down in Deep Ellum, so it's far from me, but... Well... There's also alcohol down there, so worth the trip. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, breweries and stuff. Okay, that was our session for today. Your homework is now to go and watch the movie. At the time of this recording, you can stream The Exorcist as part of the AMC Plus add-on in Amazon Prime, which has a free seven-day trial, but only seems to be available until the end of October. You can also rent the movie from Google Play for about $3, and as always, you should check with your local library to see if they have streaming options. Also, if you're brave enough to go into a movie theater, there do seem to be special holiday screenings of The Exorcist out there in the wild, but of course... Be safe if you venture out. And on that note, let's sign off with an on-second thought. To regular Chris. I don't know if you all caught it in there, but somewhere I told him something was going to be off the record. But then I couldn't quite lift it out of the episode without a big weird jump, so I left it in. Which doesn't speak well to my journalistic integrity, but hopefully you all can find it in your heart to forgive me, and I can start now rebuilding our trust structure. Today's episode was recorded using a complicated system of back masking and speaking backwards by Chris Chris Ham. Chris, other Chris Jacobson, was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading.
I don't know what y'all's schedules look like. Mine is totally open. It's all up in the air. Totally open. Yep. Let's do Time it tonight. Go watch it then. <laughs> no. We'll keep going. Power through. I'm going to bed soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Watch the movie and go straight to bed. No.